The Rudy Giuliani Show. Well, Andrew Giuliani temporarily sitting in for Rudy Giuliani, who should be here relatively soon. A lot of news to get to today, starting off with Michael Cohen testifying. I should say Michael the Liar Cohen. I think that's uh, now his legal name. Testifying against President Trump uh, right here in Manhattan on 60 Center Street in the southern tip of Manhattan there. We also have the Israeli ambassador to the United Nations calling out the Secretary General of the United Nations, maybe one of the most anti-Semitic organizations in the entire world. Uh, and we have a new front runner in the speaker's race, although is it actually what it appears or... Are we just in the same situation we were in last week and the week after that? And I also want to get to Facebook or Meta, but we know it is Facebook, being sued by 42 of the attorney generals around the country. And uh, I think it's pretty interesting. We'll get that to that a little bit later in the show. And uh, as I said, Mayor Giuliani will be joining us very soon. But let's first start off with Michael the Liar Cohen testifying against President Trump. Now, remember, I call him Michael the Liar Cohen because the lies that Michael Cohen have been caught in include being convicted of lying to Congress. That's a big one. Guilty of lying on tax forms. That's called tax evasion. And then campaign finance violations. And as my father reminded me on his ride up here, as a matter of fact, was that He lied about the fact that he did not want to be in the administration and then went on Chris Cuomo a couple nights later saying he was going to be or wanted to be chief of staff. So uh, and there are plenty other ones in there as well. That's just a little bit of a Reader's Digest version of the Michael Cohen lying situation. By the way, too, Letitia James, uh, she talks about how Michael Cohen is really the basis for this investigation. Cohen's testimony really is the basis of the investigation of Letitia James into Trump and his business practices, um, which is kind of like, I don't know, the government basing an investigation off of Russian collusion off of, I don't know, a political dossier. Does that sound familiar? This just seems like it's based off of shoddy, in this case, a shoddy witness, in that case, lying about a political document, political dossier, being an intelligence report. But there's no shame when it comes to these Democrats and what they'll do to get Trump. And in this specific case, what Letitia James will do in order to advance her political career. Just remember, Letitia James was really a Democratic Socialist before it was cool to be a Democratic Socialist. You just look on what she ran on to get in the city council. I think it was in 2003, maybe 2005. It was the very beginning of the 21st century, 03 or 05, when she ended up getting into the city council. But she was one of the most radical candidates in that cycle. And we all know what she said in terms of getting Trump, what she would do to get Trump. By the way, there's another thing that the media isn't even talking about right here, which Uh, The Trump attorneys wanted to delay the trial today because there actually has been a rash of covid cases uh, in Letitia James's office. Now, the media hasn't picked up on this and, uh, you know, they're saying it could put the former president's health at risk. Right. The guy's 77 years old. 
We know that if you have COVID, you do not want old people around that. You don't want people that could be susceptible, the most vulnerable right there. And we know the states that actually dealt with COVID the best were the ones that said, you know what, um, go on and live your life, but take precautions if you have conditions that this virus could you could respond really poorly to this virus. And generally, those were people that were older, older than 70, 75 years old, who President Trump, even though he certainly has a youthful energy, is that. Um, you got Elena Haba, who is one of President Trump's attorneys, saying that the microphones were even contaminated. And actually, if they are sharing the same microphones, then that's probably not a very good idea. And the fact that they ended up delaying this testimony two other times because of, I believe there were some uh, health issues with Cohen. Uh, the fact that they couldn't do this shows how little regard they actually have for President Trump's health, right? They would have absolutely delayed this had this been anybody else. And it would have been front page if you had the prosecutors, let's say, who were prosecuting, let's just say Biden, right? Because he's 79 years old, 80 years old. It would have been front page news that the prosecutors didn't have the heart to actually do that. They were putting his life in danger. This is a, a danger to our country. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. Just another issue with all this stuff that doesn't even get covered. But another thing, and by the way, I want to take your calls today, 1-800-848-9222. We could talk about this. We can talk certainly more about Israel, which we're going to get into. We're going to talk a little bit about Karine Jean-Pierre. I always end up bungling her name. That's why I go with KJP. But I I don't like calling her KJP. It's like calling Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez AOC. I know it's easy for us to do that, but it makes them sound cool. And that's what they want. And I don't like that. So I've got to get her name, Karine Jean-Pierre. I think I nailed it that time. She, uh... She actually had to give a little mea culpa in the press briefing room just a few short minutes ago because she said she misheard a reporter's question yesterday about rising anti-Semitism. We're going to get to that in a minute, but I want to get now to the Israeli foreign minister who of the United Nations who said that he is going to cancel a meeting with the U.N. chief, which is the guy's name is Gutierrez, after remarks to the Security Council. Let's get right to the remarks, and then we'll go into this right here. Let's go to cut 23. I hear the call for proportionality. I hear the calls, as said Lynn before, for a ceasefire. Tell me, what is a proportionate response for killing of babies? For rape women and burn them? For beheading of a child. How you can agree to a ceasefire with someone who swore to kill and destroy your own existence? How? The proportional response to October 7 massacre is a total destruction. A total destruction to the last one of the Hamas. It is not only Israel's right to destroy Hamas. It's our duty. Yes, it absolutely For is. Israel, oh, go on, go on. It's a matter of survival. The free world should remember and never forget what happened on October 7th. Today, this barbaric terror hit Israel. 
tomorrow it will be at everyone's doorstep. At everyone's doorstep. Yeah, I didn't mean to cut him off there. I just uh, I got a little heated in there, too. Yeah, it's not just their duty. It's not just their obligation. It would be a negligence to the citizens of Israel, to their kids, uh, if they did not actually eradicate Hamas, a terrorist organization that seeks to eradicate Jews around the world and denies Israel's right to existence. Now, just a little background on the U.N., and, and I'll talk to my father when he gets in on this on air because he has some great perspective but you got to remember, the U.N. regularly votes against Israel whenever they have these council-wide votes uh, to the tune of you only normally have like a dozen to 20 nations, sometimes as little as half a dozen nations that continuously support Israel. A lot of times it's between like six and 20 nations that end up voting for Israel, which means you have about 200 countries that are consistently, no matter what it is, voting against Israel. It really is. Uh, a place of rampant anti-Semitism. Uh, and I want that to lead into, by the way, just to get an idea of what Gutierrez said. Gutierrez is the chief of the United Nations, the secretary general, and that's where uh, this response that we just heard was. Gutierrez said that the Palestinians had been subject to 56 years of suffocating occupation, uh, saying that it's important to recognize the attacks by Hamas did not happen in a vacuum. So that is very clear that he is supporting the terrorist organization Hamas. Uh, and it gives you an idea of where the leadership, the top guy in the U.N. stands on all this. He's completely about whataboutisms uh, with a free country and really probably one of the best examples of democracy in the world and Hamas, a terrorist organization who literally just beheaded their children. It's crazy. I want to get now to Karine Jean-Pierre, who said she misheard questions yesterday uh, in uh, and now she's having to walk it back. We'll get into what she said today. Well, let's hear what she said yesterday that is that caused all this uprising. And now she ended up having to make a much firmer statement against anti-Semitism. Let's go to cut 11 on Karine Jean-Pierre. I know uh, John Kirby addressed the protests on college campuses, and I appreciate that the president respects First Amendment rights to protest. But does the president view anti-Israel protests and sentiment on college campuses as anti-Semitism? So, look, I'm not going to get into what's happening across the country in, at different universities. I'm not going to get into the specifics. As the admiral said, the First Amendment right, right? That's what something in peaceful protest is really uh, part of part of our democracy, being able for folks to to uh, to be able to express their feelings. I'm not going to get into any. Uh, uh, you know, specifics on that. The president has been very clear in wanting to make sure that uh, Jewish Americans, wanting to make sure that Arab Americans, Muslims are protected here. That is what he believes in, that we they have the right uh, to live their lives and to feel protection and to feel like they're able to be part of a community. The president has been very, very clear on denouncing any type of violence. And so uh, as it relates to peaceful protesting, people have the right to do that. Uh, but we're just not going to get into blow by blows of what's going on across the country. Uh, so that seemed pretty clear to me. That question seemed very clear. And it wasn't like an answer that she gave that, that kind of spun off of that. Right. Uh, so let's go to cut 21 as well. This is from yesterday's press conference. And then I'll piece that together with what she ended up saying today and the reasons why. 
level of concern right now about the potential rise of anti-Semitism in light of everything that's going on in Israel? So a couple of things. Um, look, um, uh, we have not seen uh, any credible uh, threats. I know there's been always questions about uh, credible threats, uh, and so I uh, just want to make sure that that's out there. But look, uh, Muslim and those perceived uh, to be Muslim have endured a disproportionate uh, number of hate-fueled attacks. And certainly President Biden understands that many of our Muslim Arab Arab Americans and Palestinian American loved ones and neighbors are worried about the hate being directed at their community. That's amazing that she immediately goes into the, you know, Islamophobia, the anti-Muslim, even though you had a terrorist organization, Hamas, that went in and beheaded children that were ripping eyeballs out of some of these captors, raping women, burning people alive, and that's what they go into. But she had to walk that back because she said that she misheard the question. And this is what she said today in the press briefing, just happened a couple of minutes ago. I appreciate the chance to address this. Yes, I did mishear the question. As I have footstopped many times from the podium and on air, anti-Semitism is an abomination that this president has fought against his entire life. And she went on after that. But to me, this is very clear. She showed exactly where she stands on this and where her gut stands yesterday. There was a ton of backlash on social media. Um, and I think it was very clear to her last night and this morning that there was a brewing storm if she didn't address this and change her position. So this actually shows exactly where she stands. What she said yesterday is where she stands on this, that she really is more focused on the anti-Muslim sentiment, wherever that is, um, rather than the actual anti-Semitic stuff that has resulted in the beheading of babies, in the raping of women. So it gives you, again, another perfectly clear idea of where the White House stands, even if they do want to try to walk something back because of popular opinion. I can tell you, in a few weeks, they are going to be ramping up this anti-Israel stuff because you can already start to see where the truth is on this. we got to go to break, but come on back and may have Rudy Giuliani on the other side of this break. Let's see. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. The former mayor of New York City, Rudy Giuliani. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Okay, Andrew Giuliani sitting in for Rudy Giuliani for a few short minutes more. He should be joining us. Start of the next segment over here. And we'll get back into Israel with him uh, when he gets back in. But there's a study that I saw. I should say, not a study, but um, 42 attorney generals around the country have sued Meta, otherwise known as Facebook, for the addictive features that are targeting kids. And i got to tell you, this is something that I think about a lot because I am back on Facebook ever since I ran for governor. I really wasn't on Facebook for my time in the White House. Uh, But one of the things that I have noticed, first off, is, yes, it is very difficult once you get on there, and I am a grown adult, 
uh, it's very easy to continue to scroll and scroll and scroll when you talk about Facebook or even Instagram, which Facebook owns. I actually thought about this the other day as I was posting my show, the Andrew Giuliani show, which we do on Red Apple Network here, uh, onto my Instagram and, and my Facebook. I ended up scrolling on Instagram for like seven or eight minutes and had totally lost track of time. And that happens with kids for hours and hours and hours. The other thing I've noticed about Facebook recently is whenever I get an email from Facebook, it's always that a person who you have an emotional attachment to has posted a something on Facebook. So for me, I've actually seen that a couple of former ex-girlfriends from like 15, 20 years ago have posted stuff on Facebook, and you end up getting the email about it saying that Karen has posted this or Julie has posted this on Facebook. And it's it's a little bit like, wait a second, they have done the research and they know that you have an emotional connection to this person or had in the past and would be interested in going to do a little deeper dig and dive into that. Um, which, by the way, I have to tell my wife, I have not clicked on the buttons. I haven't fallen for it. It's been very good. I've been solid on that. You could take a look. So, babe, come take a look when you see my uh, my uh, Instagram a little later that I have not fallen for. It. But basically, a couple of little details about this is that uh, you have 42 attorney generals uh, suing Meta, saying that they have designed Facebook and Instagram products to keep young users on them for longer and repeatedly coming back. And basically that Meta was very well aware of the negative effects, saying that while Meta has publicly denied and downplayed these harmful effects, it cannot credibly plead ignorance because Meta's own internal research documents show its awareness that its products harm young users. Indeed, internal studies that Meta commissioned and kept private until they were leaked by a whistleblower and publicly reported reveal that Meta has known for years about these serious harms associated with young young users' times spent on its platform. So, parents, you got to watch these kids when they're scrolling on this stuff because they have designed it to keep them on there. So we got to keep them on. Stay here because Rudy Giuliani's back next. Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Well, Andrew Giuliani back in, but the namesake of this show and my father, Rudy Giuliani, has just walked back in. How are you, America? I'm Mayor? good. I'm good. I got out of uh, my hearing early, so we're, um, we've got a little time. I, was, I wanted to join you. Well, good. And horn in. <laughs> well, good. Well, hey, look, let, let me get right in to kind of what I was going to cover next topic and get your, your feelings on this. Uh, President Obama said that Israel could further harden Palestinian attitudes for generations depending on their response. Let me actually give you the quote, point out the two things that I saw in this quote that have some problems, and get your take on this. Here's what Obama said, quote, The Israeli government's decision to cut off food, water, and electricity to a captive civilian population threatens not only to worsen a growing humanitarian crisis, it could further harden Palestinian attitudes Four generations. So here are the two things that I saw in this. <laughs> First sorry. off, yeah, I'm sorry. No, no, I, 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 and, and they say this guy's bright. <laughs> That's one of the dumbest thing I ever heard. Uh, you know what? Uh, Harden the Palestinians. What, what are they going to do? Kill the Jews twice? I, I, they, that's exactly right. Okay, they so are that, trained from the day they're born. Kill Jews, kill yeah. Jews, death to America, kill Jews. So what are they going to kill more Jews? So that was one of the main points that I had. How do you harden? a philosophy anymore or a ideology anymore 
then we want to eradicate Jews from the face of the earth, which obviously... In eradicate them not, twice. That's not just in theory. In practice, They'll we've to, seen. They will want to eradicate them more. Yeah. Bur- burning, I mean, of, it, 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 burning of people alive. All, raping women. All of this has made cl- even clearer to me uh, something that was said to me by a very, very important Israeli official. Obama's on their side. Mm-hmm. Has been from the beginning. Obama is on the side of Iran. He's on the side of the Islamic uh, uh, groups, whether... Whether they're terrorist groups or not, he sees uh, a just cause for them. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's tragic because he's not on America's side. And that's why he was a lousy president. What American president would give cash to a terrorist organization? Mm-hmm. Iran is a terrorist organization. In fact, it's worse than a terrorist organization. It is, all agree, the biggest sponsor of terrorism in the world. If you give cash in the hundreds of millions to that organization in the middle of the night on airplanes, with this guy who now has been finally taken out of the uh, uh, Mali, who's been finally taken out of the uh, Biden administration, who's probably a spy. Uh, what the hell are you but a supporter of, of uh, the reign of terror? Mm-hmm. And someone who is deeply involved uh, within the Iranian protest movement tells me that uh, their, their view is that Obama sees uh, Iran as a country that has to survive. A country has to exist as an Islamic uh, republic, as a counterfoil to Israel. Otherwise, Israel will destroy uh, Palestine and all of the, uh, uh, basically all of the Islamic interests in that area of the world. Mm-hmm. And that, that is Biden's view. He is a proponent of Iran. It explains why he gave him that ridiculous nuclear deal. It explains, really, even the worst, gave them cash. Right. To give cash to terrorists means you know they're going to give it to other terrorists. We use wire to exchange money between governments. Even Biden sent it by wire. Yeah. When he sent cash, Obama knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah. And, and Americans have been killed with the cash that Obama sent. This guy, hopefully, is going to be held to account. But he is the prince. It'd be harder to get him than even Biden. Yeah, untrackable. You send cash, it's very easy to send that to terrorists right there. The other thing that I, so you're absolutely right. That's the first thing that I saw. He's also anti-Semitic. Obama. Uh, Obama and Biden are both anti-Semitic. Now, why? Because you uh, forget words. People get accused of being anti-Semitic for words, and Biden sure could be accused of that for words. To give five, six billion dollars to a country that wants to destroy Israel is an anti-Semitic. I mean, that's about it. That would be like giving five uh, billion dollars to Hitler. And not just a country that wants to destroy Israel, a country that wants to eradicate Jews around the world. Yeah. They don't believe that Jews have a right to and exist his bo- on the face of the earth. And his boss, who's pulling the strings, gave him about $170 million in cash. Yeah. That, that, who did he give it to? He gave it to the country that had declares over and over again, we want to destroy the Jewish people. And Israel. And then right after that, the crowd chants, death to America. Mm-hmm. So this guy, Obama, tell me this guy loves America. Yeah. No way. You don't give money to a country that yells death to America if you love our people and are protecting our people. And you sure as hell don't give it to a country that's dedicated to the eradication of the Jewish people. Yeah. He also criticized in that the Israeli government's decision to cut off food, water and electricity to captive civilian populations. But you're cutting off the food, water, and electricity to Hamas. That's oh, what you're doing. What the hell in all does he think Hamas does yeah, there? That's exactly right. Like, uh, let me give you an example, Andrew. Suppose during the Second World War, Germany said the people in Berlin are starving. Send us stuff. Mm-hmm. So we sent them about ten hundred million, million dollars, like we just did. We yeah, sent them, we 100 sent them 100 million, million dollars to get food. You don't think Hitler would have taken it? Yeah. 
Who runs? Who runs Gaza? Hamas is Gaza a dictatorship? Yes. Who the hell is going to take the food first? It's going to go to the the people in Gaza who are killing the Jews mm-hmm. first, so that they're nice and fat and strong and can kill as many Jewish babies as possible. And the guy in the White House is sending it to them. Remember that. Maybe he isn't actually. Maybe it's the guy pulling the strings. You know, the Wizard of Oz, otherwise known as Prince Obama. Yeah. Well, he certainly uh, supported it and here. people have gone way too easy on him. And I'm calling him out right now. This guy is anti-Semitic. You do not give hundreds of millions of dollars to a country that wants to eradicate Israel unless you're an anti-Semite. You want to get to a couple calls? You want to talk about the speaker's race? Whatever you want. Let's get a couple calls. Let's get to a couple calls. Maybe they'll have questions about it. Let's do it. Let's go to Steve on line three who says that this is a proxy war against the U.S. Steve, go ahead. Yes, how are you doing? Thank you for taking my call. Of course. Yes, this is a proxy war. Russians very clearly declared they're open about it. They want to destroy the West and the United States by conquering the Arab oil-producing countries. And Israel is in their way. Their champion in this fight is the Hamas and the Palestinians and our people who representing Western interest is United is Israel. So they want to destroy Israel because in, it is in their way of conquering the oil yeah, producing yeah. regions. That's 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 they say that this is their plan. The other thing about Israel and uh, destroying all Jews in the world, the Bible says that every nation in the world is blessed by Jews, by the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. And the Bible says at 90 places that the Lord who gave, who created the universe, gave this land to the descendant of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. 90 places says that Israel is created by the Lord. That was my comment. Well, I think that's a very, very good comment. And, you know, Muhammad said that in the Koran for the first 10 years of his preaching until he was rejected. And then he turned on the Jewish people and the Christians and started to advocate killing them. Yeah. And then did kill them, actually. Uh, he, he spread his religion largely. I mean, Jesus spe- spread it by preaching, and Moses spread it by prayer and preaching, and Muhammad spread it by warfare and by killing the people in the town and then making them subject. Hmm. Sorry. That's the, called his, the truth and history. Yeah. His, his, his method of... Uh, promoting his religions against his law. The Sharia law prohibits bloodshed, and they always, always wage, wage, law, wage wars, always shed blood. Well, he attempted, so, he, he attempted first to preach to the Arabs and to the Christians and the Jews, and they rejected him. And he went out into the desert and he raised an army. I mean, that's the story. Sorry, the New York Times will come along and lie about it and change it and Make believe the Koran doesn't say what it says, but I read it a couple of times, and I read it actually in correct chronological order. So you got to remember that, and you got to remember who you're dealing with. And if you if you don't remember, you shouldn't be running a country because you're going to get people killed. Steve, great call. Let's go to Viviana online too. Wants to talk about the protests in Bay Ridge. Go ahead, Viviana. Thank you very much for taking my call, Mayor Rudy. You're a hero, and I really enjoy you, Andrew. Um, I am calling because I wanted to back the blue. I went to the 68th precinct and I prayed with them after this rally. 
Um, you know, Jean-Pierre keeps on saying these are peaceful rallies. They were, uh, the police were spit at. Yeah. They threw things at the police. And they also chanted, uh, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. That means to eradicate the Jews. Right. So I'm really concerned about the attitude towards the police mm-hmm. and the fact that they are not given the latitude that they need. How is it that you can have a felony? You, you're charged with a felony if you attack a bus driver or a MTA uh, conductor, but you, you're not put in jail for good. And in many times you're celebrated if you, if you attack the police. Viviana, great call. I'll get to some of that in the connection here. I want my father to talk a little bit more about uh, what specifically you said. But just a reminder, too, when you think about the people that are protesting here, you think about Black Lives Matter, who were protesting against cops for the last few years, right? They're the same people that are pro-Hamas, that are out there protesting on, on behalf of a terrorist organization. So there is really um, this, uh, call it a, a cross-pollination between the two of them, where this is, there's this anti-police, uh, we want to completely disrupt the American way of life. Uh, and uh, and so in many ways, I see uh, some real parallels between these two groups over here. And if you look, many of the same people that were protesting, uh, violently protesting against our police, they're out there now saying that, hey, it's OK for Hamas to go in uh, and butcher Jewish babies. Dad, actually, you raised uh, uh, a memory for me a couple of days ago. I saw a commercial for some candidate. I cannot I got to find it. But he does, he does a thing on that uh, peaceful rallies. And it must be a candidate in Minnesota or something. But there's a, a Minnesota uh, uh, riot going on, right? And there's a, re- a reporter in front of him. This is a very peaceful Black Lives Matter. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> yeah, I remember that. This is a very the, peaceful yeah. Black Lives Matter. Uh, oh my God! I gotta get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would think if you're gonna lie to the people, to the American people, that's a very peaceful protest. You're not gonna have a they sitting have inferno behind Black it. Black right Lives there. Matter Five alarm fire. doesn't have peaceful protests. They're not for peaceful protests. Find me one that was actually peaceful. Uh, uh, first of all, they all have uh, they all they all have fry them like bacon. You know, yeah. uh, uh, pigs in a blanket. Pig, fry them like pigs bacon. in a blanket. Fry them like bacon. That is kill police. Yeah, kill police. Kill police. Uh, so how can that be not a violent? Again, it leads to violence, and they start burning stuff. Yeah, hitting stuff. This this uh, these guys attacked the police mm-hmm. on Saturday. The people in Brooklyn. I mean, it it uh, it's 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 an absolute tragedy. Yeah. And there's no no regard whatsoever for our police as members of our community, the job that they've done over the last 30 years to make New York the safest city. And ever since they have been, in many ways, persecuted, uh, you can see the crime is starting to go the opposite direction, as we've seen over the last four or five years. When our police are empowered to do their job, then guess what? New York is the safest city in the world because there's a guy named Giuliani who put together a playbook to do that. So maybe Adam should actually dust that playbook off and run that playbook because it seemed to work pretty well. Let's go to Susan in line four. Once talk about Iran getting $70 billion. Go ahead, Susan. Yeah, I mean, this is this is um, a tragedy that we're funding our enemies because of Biden. President Trump had them on their knees. They were broke. They had like four hundred billion. That that's you know less than a half a million, uh, a tri- whatever billion. Yeah. Uh, um, so then. 
the first day, practically, Biden opens up the spigots and lets them sell to everyone. And so this is is this is purposeful. We are funding our enemies and at the same time, you know, giving like um, a token stuff to Israel. Uh, so we're funding both sides. Well, we're not even funding both sides. We're not really funding Israel. Let's uh, look at uh, Ukraine, Israel. Four times more money for Ukraine than Israel. And this is this is this is the beginning for Israel. You, Ukraine's already gotten a hundred billion of our bucks, mm-hmm. and he wants to make it one hundred and sixty billion. You're absolutely right. They fund Iran. Yeah. So what does that tell you? They're on Iran's side. And to this point, I know I mentioned this last week, but I think it always always deserves repeating over here. Trump put fifteen hundred different sanctions on Iran. That's more than a sanction a day over the course of his presidency. By the end of the Trump presidency, Iran was able to export less than a half Absolutely. a million barrels a day. Now it's up to two and a half million barrels a day. And so they're getting six times the amount that they are get they were getting under Trump Great. now in terms of what they're exporting. Also, uh, the protests oil the, pro- the, pro- the protests in Israel that started under Obama and disgracefully Obama turned his back on them. Trump acknowledged the protest. The minute he did, there were over a thousand of them. Unfortunately, over a thousand people killed, but also protests you never saw before in, 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 in Iran. Protests with kill the Ayatollah, remove the Ayatollah. Uh, people very, very poor asking for $500 for their kidney. Uh, he had them on the way to liberation. Do you see protests like that in Palestine? Do you see the Palestinians protesting against Hamas or the Lebanese protesting against whatever's left there, protesting against Hezbollah? You see thousands and thousands and thousands, even now, even though now cut down, of Iranians protesting against the reign of terror. And that all started because Trump put his arm around them and uh, Biden spit in their face. Okay, well, look, we're going to go to a break before the Tunnel of Towers, Mayor Final Thoughts on the other side of it. It's been great sitting with you here today, Dad. I've really enjoyed it here. We're going to let you have the final thought on this, as this is the Rudy Giuliani Show. America's mayor, Rudy Giuliani. Uh, well, the mayor's final thoughts are, as always, sponsored by the Tunnel the to Towers Foundation. Donate $11 a month to the Tunnel the to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Okay, you're like Mariano Rivera today. I'm going to let you close it out. Here's the ball. Okay, a reminder to put your $11 in for tr- Tunnel the to Towers, T2T.org. Well, you know, what occurs to me, um, my friends and, and, and Andrew is you can never, you can never, uh, uh, negotiate with the devil. And you can't, uh, negotiate with malignant cancer. You gotta cut it out, right? Uh, so th- that's what has to be done with terrorism. The, the two state solution sounds wonderful on the face. Two states, isn't that great? But not if one of those states is a, uh, avowed terrorist state recognized as such, by the way, Hamas controls it by just about every civilized country in the world. All you've done, if you have a two-state solution now, is you've just put Iran closer to you because they're run by Iran. And anyone thinks that we're not at war with Iran is just fooling themselves. I mean, they've been attacking us for a week and a half, and Biden's been looking there and smiling. Uh, because he will do nothing to offend Iran. So we have got to allow Israel 
to do what we don't have uh, the courage to do because we don't respond properly. But we should have responded immediately when our forces got hit a week ago. But we have a cowardly president who has left Americans behind. And please remember, we don't have a 10 Americans in, in Gaza stuck there. We got over 500. Weasel Ward Blinken uh, admitted this on Sunday and nobody picked it up. He said there are over 500 Americans that Gaza is not releasing. Tell me what someone is in a country and he's not being released. What is he? Uh, would you say he's kidnapped? He's arrested. Could he be a hostage? Are we just going to leave them behind, uh, Blinky? Like you did in Afghanistan, see how Americans get killed? It is astounding how uh, this administration gets Americans uh, compromised and ultimately killed. And uh, the only thing they care about, it seems to me, is their own power, their own position, and this fundamental change in America where we become uh, part of one world, part of the Soros, Obama, one world, with very little connection to America because they don't really like America very much. You remember Mrs. Obama? First thing she was proud of in America is when we elected her husband. We did do a couple of things before that, but she wasn't proud of them. Our president thinks we're systemically racist, and Obama seems to, no question, prefer the country he gives cash to in the middle of the night that wants to destroy Israel and the United States to the United States. Otherwise, he wouldn't give him cash. So wake up to the reality. This is what it is. It's hard to accept. It took me a while to accept it. But if you don't face your enemy, you don't defeat your enemy. And terrorism cannot be negotiated with. Delaying this invasion is a terrible mistake. They're getting Israelis killed left and right. The hostages are not going to be any better off. This is the, They're being used as pawns. Notice the two hostages they gave up were very old, who could not be used in any kind of war against them. Of course, it's wonderful that they did, and God bless that they were saved. But you're losing just as many, if not more, people that are getting bombed every night because as the Israeli army sits on that border ready to go and dismantle their facilities... Bombs are going over their head and killing Israeli men, women, and children. That doesn't stop until they go in there and dismantle those facilities. Should have been done a week ago. Let's do it now. Please, God, help America. God bless America.